Now is not the time to travel, but if you must, be safe and follow the CDC guidance. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is urging President Biden to declare a national emergency on climate change. Schumer saying it would be a giant step in the right direction. He also stressed that it would send a powerful signal to the world that the United States is once again serious about climate change. Schumer also happy the U.S. is joining the International Paris Climate Change Accord. USA Radio News. As Joe Biden becomes America's 46th president, so much is happening in Washington. And millions of Americans are turning to Newsmax, a news source they can trust. Newsmax is already America's fastest growing cable news channel. And Newsmax.com is your place for breaking news online. So download the Newsmax app now on your smartphone and start watching Newsmax TV for free. The app has no paywall and gives real news you can trust. Watch great shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Dick Morris, Michelle Malkin, Diamond and Silk, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Sean Spicer, and a lot more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If you don't get Newsmax on cable, call your operator and tell them you want Newsmax. You can always switch to a new service that has Newsmax. Or watch Newsmax for free on Roku, YouTube, Apple TV, Zumo, TiVo Plus, Pluto, and smart TVs like Samsung and LG. Tune in today because Newsmax is real news for real people. President Biden has spoken to Russian President Vladimir Putin over the phone for the first time on Tuesday. The two discussed a cyber attack on U.S. companies and government agencies, along with talking arms control and the importance of sovereignty in the Ukraine. Regarding some of the executive orders we're seeing regarding energy and national gas by President Biden, former U.N. Ambassador to the United States Nikki Haley believes... Putin has to be pretty ecstatic right now. I mean, one of the things that bothered him the most was how energy independent we had become. And the idea that um, President Biden has already cut off the Keystone Pipeline, um, stopped, started banning fracking, that in itself is one thing. I mean, it's a good first week for, for Russia right now. President Joe Biden plans to reopen the healthcare.gov insurance markets for a special sign-up opportunity geared to people needing coverage in the coronavirus pandemic. You're listening to USA Radio News. Monday night is now comedy night at the Artisan Hotel, 1501 West Sahara at the I-15. The fun begins at 8 p.m. Future Role Models Live is presented by comedian, actress, and Second City alum Natasha Pearl Hansen and features some of the best comics from across the country. Tickets are $10 pre-sale through Eventbrite.com and $15 at the door. For bottles and VIP reservations, call 702-214-4000. Must be 21 to attend. Visit ArtisanHotel.com to check out what's going on or what's coming off at the Artisan. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. Gibson's Canine Classroom knows you love your pets, but one of the more frustrating doggy behavior problems you may encounter is when your precious poops and pees inside your home, despite your best efforts to teach otherwise. 
This is not only messy in the worst way, it can result in costly floor and carpet damage. Mark Gibson, longtime operator of Gibson's Canine Classroom, offers an in-home housebreaking assessment visit. Mark will go over with you what you have been doing, why it may not be working, and make corrective recommendations. If there are other behavioral issues contributing to your difficulties, Mark Gibson can assess your dog for that as well and evaluate your dog's training potential. This housebreaking instruction also includes a phone call follow-up, which you can use if you need additional troubleshooting. Mark Gibson is the longest established leash trainer in the Valley, with many years of dog training experience and a longtime member of the Better Business Bureau. See all Mark has to offer at gibsonscanineclassroom.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. Away we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio for you. Coming to you from Las Vegas, Brian Blessing. We got the boys ready to rock and roll. We got David Miller. And we've got John and Mike. 
the proverbial big game round table. You're ready to rock and roll, fellas. Let's do this. Hey, you there, boss? Well, everybody's here. All right, so listen, I'm gonna can can Big Mike call in and you add him because we have an issue. I can't conference him in right now. Pay the phone bill. Yeah, sure. Have him call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. Those losing picks. <laughs> Don't say that. That's not good. All right. All right. All right he's calling right now. He's calling right All now. All right. Good. We'll figure this out. I mean, but what is this? The, uh, the show sponsored by Alexander Graham Bell? All right. He, there you go. He's calling in. How you guys doing? Fire away. Dave, what's Winning. going on, baby? Feeling good. Winning. Last couple of days, you know, not as much, but back, back up, way up. You? It's, How are you? Well, you know, it's like I always say, DBB, don't bet against Brady. Oh, geez. We have to hear this the whole hour? You're going to have <laughs> not for the whole hour, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go down on the ship. You got a team at home for the first time no, in, that's in the history. not a true home game. Oh, please. They're playing it's at home. Not. It's the fir- Brian, is it a true home game? Um. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. It is absolutely not a true home game. Can either one of you explain the geography of why? Well, I would. Uh, I'm a little I, confused. I would Brian, be, I'd I, like to hear it. I would be absolutely stupefied if Arians and the Bucks stupefied. don't on Monday <laughs> or over the weekend say, "Guys, we've come this far. We're leaving nothing to chance," and they go to a hotel. I mean, I, you know, okay, great. So they happen to have a house, you know, 10 miles from the hotel they're staying in. But I mean, there's no crowd, and the crowd that's there is a corporate crowd. It's not a Bucks crowd. Right. It's a football field. What's the difference? You know, and honestly, my belief is the Bucks will be in a hotel just like the Chiefs. Uh, there we go. Yeah, it's a corporate crowd. I, that's the angle I was looking at. Uh, are they allowing anyone there? How many people are going to be allowed? Twenty-two thousand. But the twi- but the but the, but the but the twenty-two thousand could be fourteen thousand Chiefs backers. Right. It's a yeah. corporate crowd. It's not the Bucks. It's. I mean, the game happens to be in Tampa, but it doesn't mean Bucks fans are getting the tickets. And honestly, it could be more of a distraction for these guys to be so close to home and have to go to a hotel. I mean, it's a football game. They're all gonna. They're ready. It's a Super Bowl. They're gonna get ready for it. But they're they're just because it's in Tampa. It's not a home game. It's not. It's does no, not even close to a home game. So what do you say? And I'm I'm just playing the devil's advocate here. Um, what do you say when, for example, Boise State plays on the blue turf? It's a fifty-fifty split in the stadium. Do you still give it a home field edge? Well, that, playing the bowl game. Well, that would be different. I mean, again, Boise State, the kids are staying in the dorm. Just, you know? I mean, I don't, th- I don't think where they're staying has to do with well, how they just play on their home field. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that there's a lean on either side. I'm just saying from a standpoint, like we talk about these bowl games, where certain times they're in the same state. And the team doesn't have to travel. And, 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 and well, and, 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 and but honestly, Mike, I mean, I couldn't even. T- I can't give you the answer to this right now. But there's no guarantee that the Bucks are even in their own locker room. They could be in the. They could be in the other locker room. They could be in their own stadium in the other locker room, because 
technically, as far as the NFL is concerned, this is a neutral field game. Right. I mean, and it's just a football field. I mean, you know, I, I don't... Uh, you know, I mean, the, the, maybe maybe one advantage could be if this was if this was played in some crummy location, and there's swirling winds, and the kicker would maybe know the trends of the, you know, where the which way the wind blows for field like, minute things, but it's gonna should be a good weather game. I I, I honestly I don't I don't know. Sorry, John, you, you probably asked the wrong guy. <laughs> here's here's the only here's the only edge that, and this is something what Brian would say, but I'm going to say it for him is Kansas City was there last year. They've been there. They know exactly what to expect at this magnitude of a play. Brady is the only one that really has been there and experienced, and they have a bunch of guys on that team that have never been to a Super Bowl before. That it's going to be. Are the lights going to be too bright? That's a Brian statement, right? Well, yeah. no. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Give me some credit. That's that's what Brian no, would say. But, but, but don't, yeah, don't you believe like – here, I've got John's back on this one. Don't you believe Brady's the equalizer or the X factor about the stage not being too bright because the most important guy on the team has been there a gazillion times? Yes and no, because the, he doesn't play defense. So you, you come out and it's – look, it, he might give them the best pep talk ever before the game. They feel that they have this guy that has all the confidence in the world, which is great. But when you get out there – and uh, this is going to be different. It's not like previous Super Bowls. So there's not going to be a huge halftime show. And there's not going to be um, – you know, like for any of these football, I don't know if it's going to be different for the Super Bowl. I haven't really checked that yet. So, but is there going to be um, a national anthem with the guys, whoever's singing it in the actual stadium? Because all of these games, they're all pre recorded. So, that whole big show, I don't know, is going to be there for this particular Super Bowl where you could tell, like, the long, the long, um, Commercials and the extra long well, halftime well, show. They, well, they've been no, they've been promoting the halftime show for five, four months. I, I don't, is it going to be in the stadium? I've I've never I, the, the weekend. Uh, yeah, I forget. <laughs> I, I, whatever the weekend. The the we. The first thing I knew about the weekend. I'm assuming the commercial when the guy pulls up to the stadium and the guy's singing the song in the booth. The guy in the car is on the week is part of the weekend. Well, he's just the lead singer, but that's yeah. Well, we'll there, there you go. I, hey, I'm dumb. I ain't stupid. Brian's looking forward to the halftime I'm, show. I'm, guys. D- I'm dumb. I'm not <laughs> stupid. I figured that out. But uh, no, I mean, I'm sure they'll do the the halftime show. They're letting fans in the building. Yeah, this well, isn't going to be a lot of field. first responders. Yeah, this is not a true home field game. Sorry, guys. Okay, we win that one next. <laughs> John left. Well, I will say here's what I will say. Just like I said, let what I will say, and what I say about every championship game is usually the spread does not matter. Meaning, I know that I know you know dogs are now 149 and 119 in the NFL. Meaning, for all you listeners, if you just blindly bet every underdog this entire season, you're up 30 games before you t- take out the vig. Um, 55.6% on all the dogs. But do I think the line is going to matter in this game? No. If, if Tampa wins, they win. And if Kansas City wins, they easily cover. I don't. So if you like Tampa Bay, you, you take, you, you want to look, take the money line. Cause you're not, you're not going to need the three. I don't think the number is even going to come in 
to play. Short sample size on that one, too. I know. Short sample. How many Super Bowls have we had? What number are we on? Short sample size. Spread definitely matters. Now, just because you said that, just because you said that one, you know what's coming. <laughs> Chiefs by one. Oh, I know it's coming. We already know, we know it's coming. <laughs> you already uh, let me ask the you game. Guys, Thank you. Let, let, let's do a little switch off before we get into the uh, – let, let's talk about today, Wednesday, uh, the 27th. Um, Dave, is it a is there value yet bucking Drake after them coming back? They're twelve and zero against the spread tonight. They're only laying four at Missouri State. Is this a game that like guys like you even look at, or do you cross it off the board just because? Or do you get more value fading Drake where the line should be two or three and it's four because everybody's betting Drake? Come on, Dave, impress me. I, I want to hear this I answer. Have, no, oh, I have no feel on that game. But <laughs> in my opinion, the spread looks about right, but I don't think I would just blindly say, well, they've covered. Either way, I don't think I would just go, well, 12 in a row, here comes 13. Or I would, or, or I would go, well, this, is, this just has to end. It would just come down to does the spread look too high or too low for me. I would never, you know me, I would never do that. See, now, color me impressed. That's a good answer because we're, we're sitting there. And that's why this, this show's fun. We have a good time. But we're sitting there and we're talking about the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Dave's sitting there minding his own business. And out of nowhere, John goes, hey, Dave, what's pie times 366? It's all random. <laughs> and, and, Dave, and Dave has the answer. <laughs> He loves these short sample sizes, and then he likes to ask me, well, and then he gets the same answer every single time, and he keeps asking. I don't know. Well, I, have, I have a question. I have a question for Dave as well. So, so I have a secondary question about Drake to Dave. So what, do you, what kind of emphasis do you put into, because of, in that conference they do a lot of back-to-back in the same exact arena, because they just played, uh-huh. they're playing again, Drake was down 14 in the first half. They stormed back. They covered the game. They had a great second half. What type of emphasis, not saying in this game in particular, do you put into that knowing that they're playing the next day and the momentum of the previous night? Does it roll over, or is it harder to play and beat a team twice in their own stadium? No, 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 no. In my opinion, and and see, we have no numbers to prove this. I mean, this would be how you would track this. Not sure. Somebody out there probably does. For me, if a team comes back down 14, I would go. I would go. Okay, the emotional edge next game goes to the team that blew the lead, and, and I'm convinced on this. So you guys are talking me into Missouri State left and right here. <laughs> um, no, you are. You you actually are though. And then and then the other thing, just in general, and we talked about this last week on the back to backs in any sport, especially college, because they're more emotional. In college, especially, I would take the team that that either didn't cover game one or better lost. Especially if you can get a big number, like a seven-point dog lost by 20 and then they're plus eight the next game. All right, here's one for you tonight. Utah State is at UNLV. Utah State was a a six-and-a-half-point favorite a couple nights ago in the first game. UNLV was up like eight or nine in the final minute and then went to a full court press and UNLV did their best to give them the game back but held on and won 59-56. They're now playing again tonight and once again Utah State 
was opened a six-point favorite. It's sitting as Utah State coming off the three-point loss, a seven-point favorite. And the only real adjustment that was made, the total for the first game was 138.5. They only put up 115 points in the first game. And the total for the game tonight is three points lower. So what's your what's your what what do you think is a play out of all of that? Well, based on game one and and the spread and how it went, and just curious. I, I, I don't. I, kinda... I the funny thing is I don't. You know I don't necessarily throw game one out, but we see it in hockey where a team murders a team the first night, and you're like, well, what's going to change? In 24 hours. And what happens? The team that lost 7-1 comes back and wins the the next game. Colorado out of the gate. uh, Lost the opener, looked terrible against Dallas, and then came back against uh, St. Louis. They couldn't, they could have looked worse. Like, well, what's Uh going to change? Well, what changed was Colorado won the next game 8-0. You know, and here Utah State is a perfect example. Coming into the the games here in Vegas – Utah State was just up at Colorado State. And they were a seven and a half point favorite in the first game. They won 83-64, got the job done, winning over. The second game, they make Colorado or they make Utah State an eight-point favorite. Two days later, same two teams. Basically the same right. number. And Colorado State won the game by eight. It's almost no, I, an automatic I, starting point that the team that loses the first one, you better look long and hard at them with revenge and a sense of no, urgency. A hundred, a hundred percent, and especially the way you just recapped. I mean, I look at this stuff, but the way you just recapped the Drake Missouri State blowing the big lead. So not only do you have revenge, you have like you have an all-in standard all-in spot the next game after you blow a big lead like that. I really got to look at that game now. I, that that sounds like a home run spot, and not that I not that I missed it. Well, no, I missed it. <laughs> I did miss that. So now I'm really into that game. After you, I got to look into that after this phone call. But it, it it sounds it sounds like Missouri State's definitely a play today, from everything you just said. If, if all that's right, what was the spread in game one again? Same six, six. I'm showing Wait. seven now. Six. The, that, that the, the, the first game, hold on. The first game. The first game was Dr- six. Uh, Utah State was six. Oh, no, no. He's, are you talking, no, he's no, talking Drake. Drake. Yeah. It was, uh, Drake, oh, was Drake. Min- Drake was minus three and a half, one by seven. So you right. get the same spread. You get the same spread when you're emotional. My, in my opinion, your emotional edge is through the roof, and the other team's on the, on the mini downer with one coming back and two. Uh, winning? No, this this is a standard spot tonight. But I, but, I mean, but, I I, but the, I don't know for but sure. But the thing I know when you dive it. into these things too, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. I mean, I mean, you're almost in some respects when all these things happen. It may be as simple as the nose on your face, and it's a play on the coach or a play against the coach, and no coach is factored into the wagering line. Because the one thing that's happening in these unique circumstances is a coach that just lost a game. If you believe in that coach, he's going to make all these adjustments. And game one to game two are night and day different. And the real play is on the coach and the adjustments he makes. And you tell me where any coach is factored into a wagering line. Right. 
Not really. Yeah, not really. What do they used to well, say? They used to say Belich- Belichick used to get a point, but I wonder if they reassessed that, knowing that Brady's not there anymore, <laughs> and it really wasn't Belichick. Well, it- <laughs> yeah, they've they, been moving forward, maybe. Right. <laughs> it's in- it's interesting because. You know, our good, my good friend Troy, who lives up in Summerlin, I'm scared. He will constantly, he, he he will constantly tell me, what are these coaches doing? You know, like they'll have a seven point lead with two minutes left, and they're telling their guys to shoot threes instead of twos. It's hey, like here, he like you 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 want to hear? Honestly, he literally calls me and he says, "I don't under." He says, "I they should pay me to go coach these." Guys. John, John, <laughs> John. As long as you know me. Right, the, the the my big biggest pet peeve in the world are coaches that fritter away timeouts. Literally, you've got Indianapolis is at home, could have won the game at Buffalo. Frank Reich wasted timeouts. The Browns wasted timeouts. They actually had a chance to beat Kansas City when Mahomes was out. They wasted their timeouts. Then you go to the Packers game, and okay, you got Aaron Rodgers. With a little over two minutes to go in the game. Yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers, but they got Tom Brady. He kicks the field goal instead of going for the touchdown. That one's a little bit more Monday morning quarterbacking. The yeah. one the one that I will tell you that is unbelievable, and you guys will attest to this, I'm an idiot. I'm just a normal guy. I'm an idiot. But I know when to take timeouts, and I know what you should and shouldn't do in certain situations. The end of the Packers game, they go to commercial. There's two minutes, ten, whatever seconds left. And the Packers got a first down. It's it's second and one. They go to commercial. On Twitter, I put out during the commercial break, the Packers will probably jump offside on purpose. Will Arians be smart enough to decline the penalty? They mm-hmm. come back from the commercial, and they hadn't even got to the line of scrimmage and all got set, and some Packer jumps offside, mm-hmm. and Arians takes the penalty. Yeah, yeah. He did, I, I he exactly did, did. He did exactly what they wanted him to do. It, it's second and one. You've got two downs to get a first down, make them use their timeouts, and you can kneel down. If he takes the penalty... If you don't get the first down, and they were lucky because it got the third and six, and he threw a pass, and it was incomplete, and this late flag comes in for holding, and it was game over. But if that pass was incomplete, Arians was a complete box of rocks because he would have given the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with a minute and 50 seconds left in the game for no damn reason. And I can figure this out from my living room. They're standing right there, and they're like, Oh, hey, we got a penalty. We got a first down. That's what they wanted you to do. Me, I, I'm. Did, I was, you, everything you just thought, I thought too, and I was telling my friends the same thing. You're, you're right. Well, let me ask you when, when. But my question about the coaching is, you know, when my when my friend Troy says that, look, what are these coaches doing? I still go back to, they're not on the floor. They're not shooting. They're not throwing. They're coaching. You, went, you know, I've always been more or less inclined to buy into the the coaching because in the end of the day, you know, Brady still has to throw the ball. 
Yeah, but but, but, but John, uh, John, I just I just I, you know, unless maybe you, you know you went for a smoke break. I just gave you five reasons of no, co- of coaches I, being idiots. I, I, the I Bill it. the Bills game. You're playing the Chiefs, okay? And you got fourth and two. He kicks a field goal. Field goals are no good against uh, a team like the Chiefs. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, but but the point is, in all of these games, the the difference in the Bills game, all the great players, the difference in the Bills game was coaching. The Bills' offensive and defensive game plans were horrific for that game, and every 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 you know simpleton out there. Oh, Josh Allen, the the stage was too big. If you watch that game, Tony Romo must have ten times showed an overhead shot. Not once when they showed that was one Buffalo wide receiver open. Allen had nowhere to throw. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Allen had nowhere to Uh, throw. So it was not the stage was too big for Josh Allen. It was the game plan that stunk. Mike, uh, what were you asking me prior to the radio? Is he going to play back the what touchdown? Well, the the fact remains, the fact remains the interception for a touchdown still stands. Oh, I thought you were going to play the Mahomes touchdown. No, there's no, there's no, there's, there's. I guess they're not. No, I, I, I mean, played today. I like again. I'm dumb. I'm stupid. Not stupid. I mean, why would why would I give myself a self-inflicted wound? Well, you know, um, I'm just, and, just and saying see, and you, now, gotta, you gotta play yeah, it both ways. No, but, it was, I, hey, well, no, right, but, but, but you got to understand something. I'm sitting here. I'm in the captain's chair. You know, With you you guys are in the back. I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing honey roasted nuts back to you guys. I'm flying the ship. When did you start spitting out the buffalo wing bones, knowing that the game was over? Because we left you alone. We did not dare text you. The smart move on your part. And uh, no, they would. The, the crazy. When did you tell the missus take these oh, no, wings away from me? I'm done. No, no, it, 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 it was it was pretty. The crazy thing is, you know. Uh, is your go ahead? No, no. When, when you go watch ahead. football games, and like one play, the game the game ends or turns on one play. It, it, the crazy thing is, Buffalo's up nine nothing. They get the ball back again, and on third down, Kansas City sends the house, and Allen suckers them in and throws a little feather to Singletary who catches the pass and walks for a first down and moves the chains, and they keep going. He took his eye off the ball, dropped the ball. They punted. Bam. Here comes Kansas City. That game changed on a dime on one play. Yeah, I mean, that, Dave, that did game you happen to look up. at the live line when they were down? Because I checked the live line. They weren't giving you much money on Buffalo. I mean, on um, the comeback. Like, they they knew that there was a, it was too early for you to get huge money. You know, on the other side, good price. Yeah, they were. Up, seemed to me like they were. The Bills were up nine, and I think they were barely favored. Right. Exactly. It was shocked me, Brian. I don't know if you looked at that. Me too. Because yeah. well, but that's Kansas. I, I, that's I immediately Kansas. ran to the computer and I said, "I got to see what the line is." Yeah, now. but that's Kansas City's mo. I mean, don't forget last year, they were down twenty-one nothing to Houston, and came right. back and destroyed them. That, I think that's, that's why. just variance. I think that's variance, short sample size too. But I mean, some teams can come back, but a lot of times that's just. Well, I would say too. I would say this when you're hand, you when you're hand, I don't know what, what factors you guys are all putting on these games. I can't wait for the props. I, I've got some props inside the game. I can't wait. 
I'm attacking the game with the props. I have a, yeah, I think I know what I like big in the game. But to me, Mahomes and Brady are getting all the pub. But I'm telling you, Kansas City's defense is the story of this game. Because if they could get to Josh Allen, who's arguably one of the top three mobile quarterbacks, is that fair? I mean, he's right up there. Fair, and and fair, they and fair. they and they kept getting to him, and he's an evasive, elusive guy. Mm-hmm. And Brady is basically going to be a pylon in the pocket, and they know where he is. I mean, Kansas City's defense is the key to this game. That's what scares me about anything Tampa related. I saw that. I mean, they had they had your boy running for his life, like taking fifteen yard losses. Well, he but the thing is, he, but the down. thing no, but the thing is. He's good at running for his life. And the fact was, he couldn't run for his life in this game. They they kept getting to him. And and that's with a guy that can get away from that. Brady is going to be, he's going to yeah. be right here. Okay, guys, the guys in red jerseys. We know he's going to be standing right there. Go get him. You know, as opposed to you going to Allen going, well, he could be running all over the place. I don't well, know. I mean, if, if, if you go back to the first game when they obliterated Brady, um, I mean, Tyreek Hill went off for 200-plus yards, one of the biggest games in years as a receiver. And so they did exactly – but that's the same philosophy that you say, you know, you can't beat them twice in a season. They're going to have a different game plan. They're much different teams now than they were when they played back then. I think it was week 10 or 11. But what's different is Brady versus the Josh Allen offense that they put out there – it's right now their AB is in sync. Obviously, he wasn't there last game. Fournette has, doesn't have much tread on his tires from not getting that many carries this year in split work, and now you could tell he's really fresh in the playoffs. And the other guys are clicking on all cylinders, and Brady is now without an, And I, I go back to this. A lot of these NFL teams, certain teams that didn't have the offseason, that didn't have that training, just didn't exceed expectations throughout the year and then certain guys that kept getting into rhythm with their team you could see at the end of the year clicking on all cylinders kansas city didn't need that they already had all the pieces that just returned for this year brady needed that time to work with these guys throughout the entire season and you could see compared to the games that he lost earlier in the season it's a different team so I don't know if I'm going to use the last game analogy and when I analyze the Super Bowl going into it because, I mean, Kansas City absolutely destroyed them. They got off to a really big lead, and then Tampa Bay came back a little bit, but it was never really a close game. I just think it's going to be a much different game this time, and what I'm seeing from Brady is he's controlling that offense and has exactly what he wanted coming from New England. He's got two tight ends that can run and block. He's got the – you know, he's got the – the Moss receiver and Evans. He's got the Edelman receiver and Antonio Brown. He just has all these pieces, and he's got technically he's got running backs that can catch the ball. It didn't translate that well because Fournette dropped, I think, three or four balls last game. But um, out of what Brady needs in an offense, he's got the pieces around him to be able to beat that chief secondary. That uh, And, Brian, I agree with exactly everything you said. That secondary was blanketed, blanketed the entire – Bill's receiving core, and yeah, you know, Diggs got his to an extent, but you know, those guys were all over those guys. Mike, he had two catches. 
The guy was getting 10 catches a game. I mean, he, he, none of them were open. I mean, what, what the Spagnola's defensive game plan was is it, here, here's the terrifying thing, guys. The throw the Chargers game out, right? The, 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 they rested everybody. So basically, if you threw that game out, this is a team that's 14 and one. And they were just playing around all year long. And, do, and these guys are peaking at the right time. And, and, and now you plug the Williams kid in, they got a running game. Watkins is probably going to come back. And I'm not knocking, listen, I'm not knocking the Bucks or Brady. Can they win the game? Sure. But how do you know, you go on the road. You talk about, a, I mean, a, really a mini miracle. I mean, the, the Packers gifted them a touchdown with a, a brain dead plan at the end of the half. That game, that play won the game. It just it made it made the hill so steep for Green Bay to climb, but you're 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 telling me you win the championship game on the road throwing three interceptions. Believe me, that happens like once out of every fifty games. I mean, that that was like you know that was much as as much as Green Bay screwing things up themselves as much as it was Tampa winning the game. Well, we all have one thing in common. You know what that is, guys? I'm ready. Well, did Buffalo's we out, Seattle's everyone. out, and the Ravens are out. <laughs> yes, uh, we're all yeah. out. Yes, you're. We're yeah, all you're out. We all we we got three teams that we root for, and they're all gone. And here's the, here's what I want to know about conspiracy theories. And Dave, I guess I'll ask hey, you. And then hey, Brian, Mike, hey, both on hey, Twitter. Hey, wait a minute, real quick. Hey, Mike, the difference on the only difference in, in those analogies. And he's right. At the end of the day, it's all that matters because only one team's happy at the end of the year. The difference is, uh, Dave's got like a suntan because his team's been out for like five weeks. That's true. That's true. That's true. He was about to fly to Philadelphia when the game was canceled to watch him. But uh, good thing I saved him for the flight. Um, Here's the question with these conspiracy theories about bad calls in Tampa's favor, and it was all rigged, and everybody knew Brady was going to go, and and this one call is a pass interference call in this game, and in that game, it's what? How much do you guys put into that? Zero myself. Where that's just sore lose talking. You could put any spin on a loss. I mean, you, you could say anything. Well, if this didn't happen, or well, did you see the well, rest? You know, people have a conspiracy no, theory nothing. that powers that be are trying to get this matchup at the no. end of the season. And like, I don't buy into any of that myself. But guys, by the way, I, did did you happen to notice or or pay attention to it? You watch both of those games. Now, I'm I'm going from memory. I don't believe, and I said this would happen. My, I'm telling you, this buddy of mine about seven years ago told me this. He go, my God, he's right. They let them play. Did, do you remember one offensive lineman? Do you remember one holding call in either of those games? The answer is no. I, I don't remember one. They let them play. I don't remember. Oh, that means I would have had to. That means I would have had to watch the whole game. I don't do that. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So it let seems me. Ask, like they did let him play. So, they were so, staying that the whole game. Do you what do you guys think? Go ahead, John. Let's predict. Let's predict which way do we think this line is going to move, or do we think it goes off at three? 
I think he gets his highest four. On the Chiefs? Is the public on the Chiefs? I, I don't know. I, I, the, the, um, the money, the money's so massive on either side. Uh, well, you you know, all you got to do is look at the screen, Dave. Seventy-one percent of the public money currently tickets are on the Chiefs, and sixty-two uh, percent of the public money is currently on the over. It's three minus twenty. All right. I, I, I think at four and a half, you have to really consider Tampa Bay. And I think at minus three, even you have to take the Chiefs. That's my, my that's what I think. Well, it's three minus twenty. It's uh, this game. When we get to next week, this game will get to three and a half, and I think it may close. It may well, it may close three and a half. But I'm telling you, I think I think it gets as high as four. I really do. I think well, you gets- just you just you you just had a local big one of your big spots go to a flat three and a half uh, twelve minutes ago. So that that's mm-hmm. a sign. They're usually ahead of the move too. So. It's probably already going to be flat three and a half in a couple of days everywhere. I think there's it's going to be a realization to Kansas City. A, all the question marks, Mahomes is healthy, blah, 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 blah. I think the more they reevaluate what happened in the, in the championship games and they look at that, uh, I, I think you'll see four. But I think I, that's the ceiling. I think it gets to four, it comes back to three and a half, it closes three and a half. Now, the question is, when does that happen? I'm thinking maybe you know Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Uh, that's when you know when the big money starts to surface. Well, I think the the public doesn't really bet till that weekend, so they haven't even really bet much. So uh, yeah, four and a half is even doable. I think. I don't know, in my opinion, but I, I don't know. I'm more into basketball. I'm more into Missouri <laughs> State today. <laughs> so let me, I already got your I already got your message while we're on there. I want to ask you this: uh, the listener, we'll call this the listeners want to know, Dave. So the, I get texts all the time from listeners. So they always say it seems that Dave is predominantly on the dog side, but when you look at the numbers, and I know you're going to say small sample size. Currently, right now in college basketball, the favorites are winning 51 percent of the time. So we've had 1,040 favorites cover. We've had 994 dogs cover. We've had 43 games land on the closing number. The question I have from you is, they want to know, not me, I already know, are you eliminating half your wagers because you're always focused on the dog side from their perception, which basically means you're looking at 50% of all the games since 50% of all the dogs are actually covering, if that, if you understand that question. Meaning, you if you bet 100 games, you're, not, you're usually not going to bet. If you bet 100 games, you're usually not going to bet 50 favorites and 50 dogs, which is how the numbers are breaking out right now. You're probably going to well, bet no, 75 for, for dogs and dogs. 25 favorites. Yeah, maybe 70-30. But I think so. My question is: Doesn't that make it harder if the line makers are doing such a good job at fifty percent right now? Well, no, because you spot pick the the better the the better spots, whether that be uh, contrarian teams just undervalued for whatever reason. But I I'd be curious. I think I'm probably like seventy thirty, if I had to guess, and and that's and I think in I think that's in all sports. That's just the way I do it. But I will I will lay double so, digits even. You've seen me do it. Right. My question to you is take that? this football season, which is basically over, 
um, with uh, 149 and 119 being the record prior to the Super Bowl of favor of dogs covering. Did that make it a much more profitable profitable season for you, or just because you're spot playing, it doesn't really matter? Well, obviously, to hear that, you want to hear those type of numbers every year at the end of the year, or or, or if you knew that would be the the win loss for the dogs against the spread to the favorites, you would want to hear that preseason. But so yeah, it would help because if I have more dogs in general and they had a better year, then most likely I had a better win rate that year. And if favorites killed it, uh, most likely things didn't go as well as other years where it was even 50, 50 or, or the dogs covering. So yeah, I know it was a good year for me for sure. And that, that might explain why. And do you, uh, Brian, do you, I mean, I'm looking back over the years, it's usually 50-50. I just think this is a COVID year, not a lot of fans, no fans. I, I do think that the dogs have the edge, especially right now, even though, ironically, the favorites are are um, winning by a small margin, 51% do of you, college basketball. Do you basketball. have the numbers for the totals? I do. Yeah, what was the over-under in football? Oh, let me go back. Uh, out of curiosity. But what do you think it was? I'm going to bring uh, it up. What do you think it was? <laughs> uh, well, and then the odds makers know what they're doing. They made adjustments, but. You're going to trip out when you hear this number. You ready? Yeah, go for I'm it. I'm just going to give it I... to you. 133 games went over the total. 132 games yep. went under the total. Yep. 133 and 132. Well, there you go. I mean, they know what they're doing. So it seems to me that in terms of edge, when Dave talks about getting the edge in the NFL, you were obviously much harder to get an edge in totals. They were. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Actually, I didn't look at that prior to going on the air. That that's pretty impressive. Now, college basketball, they're honestly they're doing it again. One thousand and forty-five games have gone over. A thousand. 1,011 games have gone under. 50.8% of the games have gone over the closing number in college basketball. In the NBA, and then the NBA, let me give you the updated numbers on the NBA right now. NBA right now, dogs are 131 and 117 and 1, covering 52% of the time in the NBA. And the totals are 122 over, 126 under, a four-game margin to the under on the closing number. So whatever they're doing, man, these, these totals are like right on the money. Across all three even if everything Even if everything's 50%, though, just like overs and unders, dogs and favorites, though, you can still make a really good living, even if you knew every single year. Well, well, opinion betting, even without playing the market, you could still just spot pick the the dogs that cover more. That's basically your goal. Because mm-hmm. in the long run, it does go fifty fifty over a huge sample. You know, over 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 a hundred thousand games. It's it's, and if it's not fifty fifty, it's it's a number that's still you know it might be fifty point seven to. 49.3 so you're able to still make a living so these numbers kind of they don't really matter but i but i do feel if it if it's something extreme like 54 percent to 46 you will probably have a better year 
if you are a dog better, but that's not even necessarily true. Maybe you picked the ones that didn't cover that year for whatever reason, but it's always interesting to hear it. But well, let me. I was going to ask you: Do you personally sample sizes, Dave? Do you do you personally, Dave, analyze the games by the point spreads? Like, for instance, I went back and I ran numbers on um, every game since 2006 in college basketball that closed at a pick, right? Just to see what the percentage was, right? Meaning the final number, right at post, the line was picking. They weren't minus one. They weren't plus one. It was just pick. One hundred to see the difference between betting the early number and the closing number. So, for instance, at pick, if a game opened up at minus two or plus two, and then it got banged down or up to pick, the interesting part of that was they were one ninety nine and one ninety nine. Meaning 400 games, basically, dead even on the closing number. Now, it doesn't mean if you bet the game on the opener or on the closer, but the point of that was for me to see the difference in terms of when a game but you closes. Made like money, what I know- you would have made money if you took the plus two each time and it went to pick them. Then you would have made money if the pick Correct. was. Right. Okay, so, yeah, Correct. once again, Correct. they know what they're doing. The betters know what they're doing, too. So this Right, is good and then so when – when you when you break it down and you go back and you look at all these numbers, what was amazing is that certain numbers and I ran I'm gonna pull up the data for you just to see what you think. Short sample when size. When you flipped it whatever you're gonna say. I, well wait. So, so listen, since two thousand and six, I mean I wouldn't say that's such a short sample size. since yes, two thousand on a certain number it is. All right, well so here's the difference. Once you went from pick to minus one on the closing number the minus one was a net loser, 721 and 746. So it was interesting that, like, literally the difference between pick, if you chase that game from pick to the closing number of minus one, you were a net loser. Just one oh, point. Oh, so the pick them, though, was, a, was exactly a, a flip, though, is what you're saying? Exactly. 199, 199, a flip. Yeah. And the minute you went no, to that, minus that's... one, you're a loser. I like hearing things like that. Well, you're not a loser. You push. I like hearing things like that, though, because when you when you say those kind of things, I, I like the only reason I like to hear it is a lot of times when you're when you're looking at Pickham and it goes to minus one, you will. And I think we all do this. We all go, well, that doesn't matter at all when when your numbers over. Right. We'll still call right. it a short sample size. I can't give you a good sample size for anything you you do, but. That's a decent sample size, and it's and it shows that it did play out where it cost you. I don't know whatever that is two and a half percent of the games. You said twenty out of seven hundred. Yeah, so right. that, yeah, about two and a half percent of the games, it fell right on one. So hearing that, you know, it just it, it makes you more disciplined to maybe when plus one goes to minus one. Now it's even you know over four percent of the time where it mattered. Or, or somebody one by one, so you you really tighten up, and and you're not just betting everything going after it moves, taking the worst of it. So that's the one good thing about about when you say all when 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 you say that. I didn't know it was it was that high. Well, yeah, I thought it was. Well, so here's the here's the wild here's the wildest thing. Three is the most profitable number on the close, laying three. So if the game opened up at two or two and a half, and closed at three. 
since 2006 in the NCAA basketball, you're up 100 games. 100 games. Now, it's not, a, I understand you're saying it's a small sample size, but it goes to show you is that when that line's at two and pops to three in basketball, in college, it seemed, and it's amazing uh-huh. that you can see the difference between pick to minus one is a loser, two to minus three is a winner. It's crazy. The most profitable. Well, that's number. a full point, though. Pick to one is basically a half point, and it's a it's it's a half point that has less value because you can't have pick a half because games can't end in a tie. So that's a half. That's a full. But uh, yeah, it's it's it, my thing is though. I have a feeling in the long run though, uh, two and a half to three, three and a half to four are exactly the same, but for whatever reason. Uh, three fell a lot more in the last 14 years, but but I think in well, the long I can run, tell you right now. I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I can tell you three was about 100 games. Three and a half was about 70 games. Four was about 30 games. So oh, I have them all um, broken down in half point increments. Um, but it, well, that, it's just yeah. I mean that could that that's. But let me ask you a question. Do you think a half point off of three and a half point off of four? Are different in value, or do you think they're the same? Like, what do you I mean, think? I guess do you it think depends on the final score. I don't. Know, what do you think, Mike? I mean, it's it's so hard to tell. I mean, I'm I'm trying to when I when I listen to Dave speak, and he and he gives me the analysis. I try to analyze it in my own sense, like how the client would actually hear it, and it, it just logically, yes, what he's saying makes sense. But it, what I try to emphasize is. You know, I know we always go back to it. There is no such thing as the one game that you could load up on and put 50% of your bankroll on, which most of these guys, when some of the guys, Dave, and I've told you this before, they call and they go, I just want one game tonight, and that's it. What's the best game? What's the strongest game? I want a game they can't lose. And it just doesn't work when you're actually trading these games and Dave is catching and getting in his money in good no matter what. Over a large enough sample size, he's coming out on top season after season, year after year. I mean, we track this stuff, but it's it's hard to break bad logic and bad habits that these gamblers have been doing for many, many years and try to emphasize, look, play 1% to 3% of your bankroll per play. It's like it's not enough action for them. So at the end of the day, it's you, do they want action or do they want to win? And sometimes you really I kind, can't I, I find kind of, I kind of an, feel, an accurate middle. I kind, of feel, I kind of feel everybody says that they want to win and they go, well, I want to I want to treat this like an investment, but I think subconsciously they just want to gamble. Like that's that's what I think. After hearing you guys talk all these years, I, I don't think that. I think the people just want the rush of a big bet. We, they want to sweat you, it and they want to double their money. It. I literally that's it. Will like, <laughs> implore clients to listen to you on the radio. You don't care when you lose. You know you're a long term winner. You know you have an edge. You don't get rattled. You don't check scores. You don't watch games. You don't freak no, out. Never. You don't. And so, but what the clients do is they say, yeah, I agree with everything Dave's saying. And then the second there's a losing streak, what they define as a losing streak, which could be a week and a half or two weeks of not making <laughs> one money. One game to some of them. One game. Some game, one game. Streak. Then they call up and they want to have a therapy session. Well, I'm a little concerned and I really don't understand. And I'm talking about large sample size of 1,500 games since 2006, and they want to 
I mean, I know your record in the last two days. You even started the radio show. You don't care. You're not worried no, about your care. record in the last two days. No, I, I have I have five plays today, six now because you guys talked me into one. But I have five plays. One of them is going to close bad. The other four, I have the stone nuts. And it's funny, the one that's closing bad is start right now. Um, but, no, I have the nuts. I, I, you just got to get your money in good clients. And then if you if you if you need help, John's there. Go ahead and call him at all hours. That's what he's there for. <laughs> Two in the morning, it's okay. He he doesn't have anything he needs to do. He'll he'll you can cry on his shoulder, right? I don't know. I might use well, you next like time you I'm said, going through back, something. I'm, like you said, back to the point. I mean, Dave, back to the point. Mike talks to these guys uh, even more so than me, and they all claim they want to play like you and win like you but none of them get that you're a marathon runner in reality. Like when you do your triathlons, you're not a sprinter and they just don't get that. You just can't win every day, man. It's just impossible. Hey, we only got a couple of minutes left. It's human nature though. It's human nature. You want to win every day. And even if you say, Oh, I get it. I get it. You don't get it. It's just human nature. But yeah, what were you going to say? So let's end the radio show with this. Why do you get it? What makes you different than all these clients? Why do you get it? Well, in, in order to survive basically gambling for a living, you have no choice but to get it or you're you're not gambling for a living. It's that simple. If I didn't get it and I had all those like tendencies, if I thought how they thought and I couldn't I couldn't take losses, et cetera, I'm not here where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm at a job. That, that's the reality. So they're either going to get it, do things right, or the dream's not going to happen. But it's okay. You can follow me. I'm living the dream, right? <laughs> you are definitely living so, the dream. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you, you just have to get it. If they need help, though, right, they can call you? Of course. And that's what we're here for. But it's, it's good for them do to hear therapy. directly from you. <laughs> so as, as um, you yeah, always feel way, like you're not talking. You're letting me just well, keep going with it, so I, I mean, I don't mind doing it. I love it, man. You guys need. I love it because you guys need you. You guys need to just calm down. X percentage per game. Don't get emotional. Losing happens when you win. Don't get the other thing that you never say is when you win, you need to stay emotionally solid. You never say that, but that's equally as important. Because no, I when actually you win, tell that to the client. Right. Oh, do you? Okay. When they thank yeah, me when, when you games win, you win I money. tell them, "Don't thank me." Right. So it's it's two well, no, minutes left. Keep, I need keep the game your bankroll in check. I need the game. Yeah, there's a lot of things you need. We, Brian, got, we, got, we got next week. We got a week and a half. We can't it. give it out now. Oh they my god, yeah, we can't give it out now. I was so excited. Well, Kansas City's going to murder them, but I'm not going to give you a score until next week. My apologies. <laughs> and the defenses will step up, and the game will go under. We don't have to give the pick out yet, though. <laughs> Listen, my son, my my birthday's on Sat on Sunday, January thirty first. My son informed me there's been three Super Bowls on my birthday. He says, "Dad, you have no excuse. We can't do something on Sunday because there's no football game." I said, "You're right. It's the following week." There you go. I get a football free birthday. Wonderful. And don't forget the props. There'll be four hundred props. And a way to dive in on all these games. Fellas, always good. Next week, we'll get you ready officially for the big game as we get ever closer. And we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com.
It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is promoting new executive orders on climate change. Biden saying the U.S. has delayed action for too long on addressing the climate crisis. Responding to a question about what his message would be to the oil and gas workers who will see an end to their livelihoods, Special Presidential Envoy for Climate John Kerry says... Coal plant-